a white refrigerator. Girl, please put your shoes on. Let's go find you a home, honey. Ooh. Because I swear, they tried to kill your famous, your favorite bitch. And Tana always like, my man, my man, my man, my man. Bitch, your man left you for the hell. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. It's getting weird. You're listening to the Y'all Aren't Mad Enough About podcast with Antonio and Chai. Hey, friend. Hey, what's up, girl? Hey, how are you? How have you been? Uh... I've been fine. I really can't complain. You know, work is boring, but right. you know, work summer's been great. Summer has been great. What about you? Oh, just recovering from COVID. Oh yes. The cough is still lingering heavy. Um, I feel like I I almost started to feel like I was immune being like <laughs> this deep into the pandemic. I was like, all right, like my body got the like I'm the person who just can't get COVID. You know, it felt mm-hmm. like and then it hit me at the most random time. Like nobody's even talking about COVID. I had forgotten everything I knew about what you should even do. Like yeah. once you got COVID, I was like, this is still a thing. Like I was sick for like four days before I even thought to test him. Which mm-hmm. before, you know, somebody has a little, <laughs> you're like, get the test. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was interesting. Um, so yeah, so let's get into what do we want to talk about? Let's let's talk about monkeypox. Since we are already on the health topic, why not? <laughs> How are you feeling? I mean, I'm fine. You know, I one I'm in a I'm in a very committed relationship right now, so I'm not even out here in these streets. I I have been thinking a lot, like more like, damn, if I was out here in these streets, would it have got me? I don't know. <laughs> I was I was out here being single, single when I was single. But no, I mean, I got my vaccine, so I feel good now. But I, I do think about my younger single self. I, I might have been out here with the pox. I might, I might have had I'm it. so jealous of you with the vaccine, man. Like, I'm at the point where I was like, you know what? Like, let me just call the little hotline. I, I told, at least let me get somebody on it, you know? So I was like, I'll call. You can say whatever you need to say to, to be able to get the vaccine. Because, like, I have a toddler. She touches fucking everything. And she's, like, yeah. she just started school, which already gives me, like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. we're leaving the house in this. So I call Texas Hotline, and they're, like, the vaccine number. They say, um, first question off the bat uh, is, have you had gonorrhea or syphilis in 12 months, in the last 12 months? Like, what? Okay. First of all, like, what does gonorrhea and syphilis have to do with monkeypox? But all right. That second question: Have you paid for sex? <laughs> like somebody on Greg Abbott. I live in Texas. On Greg Abbott's phone line is gonna admit to a crime. Pay for sex, like to get the vaccine. The whole thing feels very much like a setup. They don't even say it's anonymous. And they don't even have enough vaccines. Because even if you did, like, I clicked through and was like, um, yes, this, that, gay man, yes, and, like, was able to get there, like, you do qualify, we will get back to you. 
Yeah, DC was so different. DC kept emphasizing the fact that it was anonymous and I did not understand why it was so weird. Like all vaccines are anonymous, but they were really like, yeah. it's anonymous. No one's going to know, but I guess, which is good. I guess they're like, listen, if you are here sleeping around, we won't tell nobody. Just like come get your vaccine. But, but it's annoying that like we're even talking yeah. about like, because it, it makes zero sense. Like I understand like obviously like, where it has popped up more is the gay community like men have been getting it in new york but it's not an std and it's like like the way they're acting is as if like gay men are are in community with other people like where i'm like i've been questioning people i'm like is the only way that y'all touch each other sex because how are we like i i don't get it i know it's like prolonged contact so i'm assuming it'll be like you know, insects, but I've also like, you know, I've been on TikTok. I've seen TikToks of straight women. Yeah, because it's, it, tough. Like, it's like they even but, it's I don't even know that it's prolonged because they say like you should wash your clothes. Like oh it also know? like it can be on objects. So yeah, even yeah, with that. So. Yeah, they said like if you try out you shouldn't be trying on clothes in the store right now, they said. Um when mm. you buy clothes you have to wash them before you put it on. So when you're like you're giving me guidelines like that, but then telling me that only gay men yeah. can get the vaccine. It's not adding up. Like, I mean, the bigger issue about it that like really bothers me is that like, you know, this is exactly why we should have global like health programs and really be helping out with vaccines in places because if right. y'all had given a fuck when, if y'all had given a fuck about the people who get monkeypox normally. Who, it's like, like Tanzania, yeah. Just, Right, like you wouldn't have this problem. Like we right. had vaccines to prevent them from getting this disease, and we just didn't give a fuck enough. And and now it's in our backyard. And again, the problem with you, the dots don't be connecting. Right, the dots don't be connecting where we go. Hmm, not fast this enough. This virus affects right. these people. We have the vaccine for it. It is now affecting us and lots of other countries. Hmm. No, but we it, should I, just I literally... get vaccines to areas that need them. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's truly like I think about all the time, like from the beginning, I was like, yo, like people do not learn from history. Like a At lot all. of the tweets people were saying, like, for like, remember that tweet? I think you had sent it to me where it was like people lined up for um the monkeypox vaccine. And it was like some like white lady trying to shame people, be like, look how many people are lined up for a disease you can only get through sexual contact. Like trying to shame them yeah. for getting the like it was and it's like y'all didn't learn shit from the AIDS pandemic. Nothing. No, like it makes no nothing. sense. Like, come on, guys. Nothing. Yeah. Very frustrating. But you know, it, it does suck. They're even talking about now, like trying to like shorten the amount of dosage they have because they don't have enough doses so they're trying that's to that's literally what i was just looking for is the article that i sent you earlier and i'm like okay like now you guys are really trying it you're talking about we're gonna give start giving people one-fifth of the dose of the vaccine to spread it out that's not that's not giving effective no <laughs> no i can't even get the second dose so you're not fully vaccinated until you get the second dose i only have the first dose and they're like we don't know when you get the second dose okay thanks so the cdc left us out for dead for dead <laughs> <laughs> no when i saw that article be like we're gonna spread it to one fifth what 
Yeah. I guess it's better if everybody has a little bit of immunity. <laughs> a little bit. We need to tamper it down a bit. It's just wild. <laughs> wild. I will say, though, I am frustrated by the people comparing, like, Biden's um, response to this to Trump and COVID. Yeah, it's not the same. Because it's like, monkeypox is going to kill you. Yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna kill anybody. You're not gonna right. die from it. Um, but I will say, I, you don't get, want it. If I get monkeypox, I might as well die because I'm a skin picker. <laughs> like I, I will not be able. Like if I get monkeypox, my life is ruined because I will pick those. Squ- like I can't. <laughs> I cannot. Like they'll have to sedate me. Give you them uh, those little socks on your hands. <laughs> that won't even wear. They would have to sedate me because I would be picking at it. There's no way that I would like. I would destroy my skin, and then I'm black. So like, the hyperpigmentation is yeah. gonna come, and then my skin's ruined because of, like I can't get monkeypox. Yeah, I'm glad that I'm uh, I got something, some right. level of protection. And then I'm seeing like out in um. Like I had to hit up my friend about it in Dallas, like um, because Dallas apparently like is they have a lot of cases of monkeypox mm-hmm. out there, and they hadn't even started what I had read. They hadn't even started any type of vaccine rollout. They were still waiting on four thousand doses to be delivered. I'm like, what is that going to do? Yeah, yeah, a mess, a mess. But yeah, I was That's... talking to her, and she was like, "What's monkeypox?" And I'm like, "Girl, what?" Knows? Well, well, right. But yeah, so um, do you know one thing that I I have not been able to concentrate on anything else? All I can think about is Teresa Judici. How do you, I don't know how to pronounce her, her wedding hair. It's all I can think about. So I obviously did not know nothing about this, but now I'm looking, baby, she got, what is this? It's insane, right? Like I cannot believe that that happened. <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't know, okay, like just Google Teresa Judici wedding hair. So she has, first of all, they said it had, her hair had um, 1,500 bobby pins. <laughs> and that costs 10K. It's like um, my, like the gypsy weddings. I remember I used to watch like my um, some show on, I think it was back in the day and the gypsy weddings and that's exactly how they would do their hair all crazy and up and high like that but I just can't believe that people let her walk down the aisle like that I just can't get over it it's the 10k for it crazy it literally was just like if hair was like if I can make this as expensive as possible, what would it look like? You know how capitalism, you give more money, you just get more. Yeah. That's kind of how the hair is. I feel like it started. They were just like, right. I don't know what else to do. We just go add more. Like she Who literally has, has like, hair? she has 25 <laughs> bundles in her head. Like <laughs> The billable hour was at 5,000. They're just like, I don't know how to make this. Like just add some more hair. <laughs> we got to stretch this. Just, just add some more hair. <laughs> We gotta pad the invoice. We gotta put something in there. <laughs> See, for me, the 10K isn't even um too much because I feel like on off rip, like I feel like white girls are always getting scammed off their hair. Like when I ever <laughs> hear white girls talking about like my extensions cost five thousand dollars, and you're like, you know, like white girls are consistently getting scammed 
on their <laughs> hair. So the 10K price didn't even get me. That wasn't even it. I was like, all right, like what? It just looks insane. Yeah, it looks crazy. Like, girl, why did you do that? The the amount of hair hitting the shoulders don't even amount, match the amount of hair. There's also, so, it's giving, so it's giving mullet. Yes, there's also <laughs> multiple textures. Right, it looks like they, it yeah. looks like there's some Peruvian in there. They got a little Malaysian, like I've yeah. seen different tech, and there's a little bit of yaki in there. Like there's different textures; <laughs> they're not matching. It's insane. Yes, yeah, insane. And in this day and age, crazy! Wow. Yeah. Oh. yeah, it's it's wild. That's a wild. Did you want to talk about um, Beyonce? Yeah, I guess since I just said wild, am I allowed to say wild? I'm like crazy. Is that an okay term anymore? I mean, no, no, crazy. We definitely can't say anymore. It okay. is ableist. It's it's ableist, right? Yeah, but I, I think it's. Okay. I also just like don't like I have actually made a conscious decision to just stop using the word turn crazy just because like more than like it, it feels misogynistic to me. Mm. You know, mm. like I don't know why, but like I just like I mean it's definitely something that's often used against women. Yeah, so like oh, she's so I, I crazy, say, bro. Right. So I say wild instead. I'm like, oh that's just wild. Okay. But so you got to actually like you've been able to experience the Beyonce album in the wild what was that uh -huh. like yes you know the gays had to go so so that so the night it, it came out obviously we like we're going out we're going nelly's i think britney went somewhere nobody was playing it they was playing beyonce but they weren't playing down because they had no dj but like that's whack so right. the sunday we finally went to a day party had a dj and was like we know they're gonna be cutting up and they was they was doing what they needed to do it was a very it was a very spiritual moment the i'm so jealous we was dancing. We was all trying to vogue, looking a mess. I'm so jealous. Um, it was great. It was great. Cause even it's like you know having me like that moving to Texas now. I don't even feel like I don't have even like friends around that I can experience this with. You know, yeah. so like yeah. I need to be like in a club. I need to be a gay club. I need to be like yeah, with the girls. Like, right. Who would I go with? I'm off the point where like I know there's a gay couple on my block, and I almost it's taking everything in me to not like knock on their door like, i mean <laughs> like literally looking out the window to see if they come out i never see them like they literally uh, never come out they park their cars in the garage and they be in and out like i have ne never seen them i can't even tell you what race they are i only know because the nosy girl at the end told me that <laughs> They don't even know what race they. I have no idea what people. Are I have like. no idea. Like I think either black because they did move from Atlanta. Okay. But I have no idea. No idea. Yeah. But yeah, I'm almost like because I don't know anybody here yet, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to be out, especially because me and Caps even we watched this guy's YouTube videos and we've been learning to Vogue. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, you've seen our little TikTok, like me and my baby, we be, <laughs> and I also, another thing is that like, I love the way that like straight men have kind of embraced, like, you know, trying to vote for this <laughs> album too, because I'll be literally like, okay. 
I'm here for it. But he, he does it more for the Drake album, though. Okay, Which, good. Yeah, like he very much is into it. He'd be like, do, 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 trying to do his little dances. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But yeah, there's a lot of controversy around the album, child. Oh, God. Let's talk about Khalees. <sighs> my, my initial opinion, I'll be honest with you. My initial opinion is that sometimes people can have a reason to have a, gr- a grievance. And she mm-hmm. had a grievance. Right. I just don't know what to do with that. I don't, I'm not going to stop listening to the album. Like, no, I was like, like, I'm sorry. I'm just like, I don't know what to do with it. I, I don't think this is a cancelable offense. Right. Okay, so initially, when I first, when Khalees first was talking, I'm going to be honest, I didn't actually watch her talking about it, like, in her little, the video she posted, like, but I, what I got from people being, like, she's upset, I was like, I had tweeted even, I was like, you know what, I can't sleep, I need Beyonce to make things right with Khalees, because I really like Khalees, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't like the way the, like, Gen Z, like, those uncultured uh, the uncultured yeah. kids of the world were talking about who Khalees anyway. Like Khalees is iconic. Don't play with her. Yeah. yeah. You know, like she is iconic, you know. And I, I'm all about people getting their things. But then she just took it too far. Like when she was just in the comments talking about calling Beyonce satanic, I'm like, now it's giving hater. It's giving, yeah. Also, I only found out recently. Um, so it wasn't a sample, it's an interpolation which is, means it was Beyonce's voice. Beyonce's voice was actually this one, the voice. Wait, so, so that wasn't Khalees' voice? No, so essentially, that would be a sample, which was not a sample. For example, Church Girls sampled uh, the Clark sisters, I understand. Like, right. that was their actual voice. They right, modified right. it, you know, to, to match with the beat, but it, that was their voice. That was not Khalees' voice. That was Beyonce's voice. So Beyonce essentially was singing that milkshake part, and then they split it and cut it and i'm sure it has something to do with like money right like you don't right, right, right. yeah and supposedly oh. for an interpolation you don't have to ask you don't always have to ask it's not as common to like um i think they were saying it's not as common to like they sometimes just do it and then pay you i mean first off legally well, no, no, though actually, yeah but yeah. legally like like beyonce covered her bases yeah right? they're legally like, there was no legal yeah, like, action. this was more about like you know on a respect level yeah right like woman to woman industry like for who Beyonce is like I will say that I'm like ah I would have expected her to reach out also because like I wasn't like privy to all the details and wasn't sure but I knew that Khalees has complained about Pharrell before and I know that Mm -hmm. I knew that Khalees had signed a bad deal right and if I know that and I'm someone who doesn't really pay that much attention to the music like I would feel like Beyonce in the music industry would know that or somebody mm-hmm. in her team would know that and out of respect i would have liked for her to give her a call but all the carrying on Khalees did was embarrassing yeah, yeah. and i mean i think i think she did make it right you didn't want to be on the song remove from the song i think the other problem beyonce was probably because i'm no beyonce um paparazzi everything about her i'm sure she was also trying to manage her relationship with pharrell because it really had nothing, not, oh, it, it had yeah, nothing yeah. to do with her. You know what I mean? We're like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's it's probably sensitive, right? Because yeah, you know, Pharrell's probably not that. gonna gonna admit that he did wrong. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know? obviously not, right? Like, you know, so like, and it's what also are you like, do? this is Pharrell and Khalees's beef, and I didn't appreciate like how angry she was coming at Beyonce. At, you know, yeah, exactly for something exactly. that is like 
it, she is caught in the middle of a beef between the two of you. She really, this right. is not her business, essentially. Right. And she's in the middle of it and she has to like, she's having to weigh it. That's the other thing I didn't like about it. It was like, and even the media did a good job about this, well, a terrible job, was saying like the Beyonce Khalees beef. And I'm like, yeah. why Why is there not enough Khalees Pharrell beef in Snarl's Beyonce? You know what I mean? It's very misleading. But it, right, it's also like Beyonce gets headlines and it's annoying when like, uh, you know, like very, were you, oh no, so... My friend Kemi, you know Kemi. Yeah. She had sent me an article about like this guy had was talking comparing Beyonce to Madonna. Mm-hmm. And was like, you know, Beyonce is like Madonna. She's taking advantage of, you know, the voguing culture and gay culture and she's profiting off of it. And I'm first off, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Beyonce had TS Medicine on. What song is T.S. Madison on? Why am I blanking? Do you know what song T.S. Madison is on? There's one of the songs I like, and I was like, whose voice is that? And I looked it up, and it was T.S. Madison, who I love. Like, T.S. Madison is like, you know? And, like, she's on a Beyonce album. Also, Big Frida. Frida. You know, but, like, Big Frida is, like, a bit, like, more mainstream to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, but, like, T.S. Madison, I feel like, is, like, a... Still getting her, still up and coming. She's right, known, it's but, also like um, us internet girls know T.S. Madison really, yeah. but like she's not like globally known like Big Frida is. Yeah. You know, so, I don't know. It was just like very frustrating, but the point I was making Cozy. to her was that, yeah, okay, that Wait, the voice in the beginning. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and I love that. Okay, and I love that song. That's so I was like, oh my God, it's T.S. Madison. I didn't know that's so great. Yeah, that's Capsie's favorite song on the album. Absolutely. I like Cozy as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we were talking about it. And I was just like, the, the problem is, is that like people want to, we're in a clickbait culture. Obviously everyone wants attention and you need like being in the midst of being the millions of voices, like commending Beyonce, you're lost in the sauce, like versus yes. being the one person who's like, you know, a dissenting opinion saying that like hating on Beyonce is going to get you clicks. It's going to get you attention. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is going to get you clicks. It's going to get you attention. A hundred percent. I mean, listen, this, this argument about the, they're using our culture, da, 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 da. I get it, but I'm always trying to fail to articulate how this always, it seems very, I don't know, it is ahistorical, like right. people, mainstream, we're always influencing culture. Like at this point, I'm I'm a less upset about it because I'm like, yeah, it's just, we create the culture y'all and like people pick up on it and it's always been that way. And we still like it though, because right. we love a diva. So why, if you're going to put her, this is what I'm going to say. She, Beyonce may have directly, you know, used 90s Vogue gay culture in, in some of this music, but so has so many other artists just in like way less blatant ways. Right. Like everything of all the divas is gay. Ariana right. Grande, um, Taylor Swift, even before she wanted to come out and supporting gay marriage, uh, it's all gay. They're all gay. Right. <laughs> I also, I also like, because it was a gay black man that wrote this article. What pissed me off is that, like, I don't feel like people are giving, and I haven't seen enough people talking about the space, the fact that Beyonce is like 
platforming and giving us this album. Like Beyonce was in a time where like Florida talking about don't say gay. Yeah. The state I live in, Texas, is all uh, trash, you know? Like Beyonce said, say gay, say gay, say gay. You know, like I felt like people are giving it. You know what I mean? I don't feel like people are giving that enough attention. I I do feel like Beyonce is intentional about what she's doing. Owed to them. She's definitely definitely saying, you know, through her music, how she supports. Um, She also hires tons of queer people. I think she's done all that she can do in that regard. And I think she's doing what she needs to be doing as far as giving credit and homage to to a culture. Also, I like to also add a lot of this like stuff kind of blends because it's all not not all house music. A lot of it's also like bounce music, which has influence from black straight people as well. so I even, I even feel I even hear a little bit of like the go go, you know, like the Baltimore go go aspect. Tim, yeah, it had Tim's I, in it. It it was a blending of different cultures. Right. Right. Um, and, okay, perfect example. Beyonce just did Afrobeats album though. Like we're yeah. like talking, like, come on. Yeah. And I'm not and I did see a little bit of this criticism at the time, but I'm like, that's not. What she did is you're this is music is sampling and Beyonce does it in the exact perfect way is that she platforms those artists. Yeah. You know, she had tons of Afrobeat artists on her album, you know, and, like in in the videos, right? Yes. Like you're not just on the song, you're in the videos. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. come on. And to even pretend that Beyonce, your name being in the same conversation as Beyonce isn't like the greatest honor and is it gonna like you're lying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. It's annoying. But yeah, I love it. Like, I love the album. I'm so excited about it. Like, I'm it's pissed so because fun. I wanted a bl- I wanted the blanket from the merch. Did oh, you get it? I didn't merch? do it. I should have done it. I didn't do it. And I, I was wish like, I would have gotten the blanket. I'm like, I'm gonna do it so I can give my mom something, and it just slipped my mom, my mind. Yeah, like so I ended up getting the fan. That's what you should have got your mom. She would have loved that. Wait, we should check and see because like. Kemi goes on the website every day and yesterday Kemi texted me that there was like an update like they added okay. merch even though right, they said okay. the merch store was open. but I got the fan and I can't wait for that because I feel like I'm going to get a lot of good use out of that Beyonce fan yeah. Yeah. but um, I don't know it's just like so exciting and it feels like it a fun. fun album it's so yes. fun I was like oh it's just like a fun album you can play it straight through um, it was it was a really good album like I think her execution she's so intentional and the diversity of people she worked with from the Clark sisters Thames T.S. Madison Big Frida it, it's it's great um, By any Grace chance, Jones you- yes Okay, by any chance, speaking of Brick Frida, by any chance, are you watching um, College Hill? Have you seen it? (laughs) So, are you familiar though? Yeah. What they're doing? Well, okay, so I just like um, only watched the first two episodes, I think, of College Mm -hmm. Hill. And Big Frida is on there and Slim Thug. And they have a conversation that I think was like, I, I don't know that I've ever, like, I don't even know that I knew what Slim Thug looked like. Do you? Mm. No, no. First of all, he, he's fine as hell. Um, but also, like, him and Big Frida sit down, and he's like, you know, let me ask you, like, I don't know nothing about the pronoun shit. I want to be respectful. What do I, you know? And they had a real conversation, and Big Frida was just like, well, for me particularly, like, I'm from a different generation. The pronouns don't really matter to me. I don't care. 
you know, the younger kids, like this is their fight and they're really like, but it was like a beautiful conversation to watch Slim Thug have. And I was like, okay, like it was something like, really, it was a really valuable conversation that happened on reality TV. Like I'll try to find a clip and like um, send it to you later. And I might, yeah. if I'm able to get a little fancy with the editing, we'll see how it goes. I might put the clip in, in here. Okay. Okay. But yeah, it was really good. But it was just like we were talking about being Frida, and I like love that moment. Also, Stacey Dash was on there and been acting like she'd never been around black people before. <laughs> Why she can't be T show, I don't understand. Yeah, was there anything else you want to say about being oh the um should I say what the the slur should, is? I mean, I feel like people should know what the word is. Right. This is part of my problem that at first when it first came out, the amount of clicks I had to go through just to find out. So what was the word so that I could know? So I it wasn't for me, it wasn't this Beyonce. It was when it happened with Lizzo, right? Mm. Because so I saw like Liz, Lizzo post, Lizzo post where she, they're like, oh, she's apologizing. And I just had to scroll past it fast because- She'd be apologizing. She'd be talking- A lot. It's also like the Lizzo discourse is exhausting. I feel yeah. like every five seconds they asking Lizzo to apologize for being fat and not wanting to kill herself. You know, yeah. like how dare she wear that and she's big? Like it's just annoying, you know? Yeah. And like I'm very much like, and I also don't like that like Lizzo like lets her haters see her cry. You know what I mean? Like, if girl, because you wore the, the dress, now don't come on live crying about it. Like, I want you to own it and just like don't give them that satisfaction of like their bullying yeah. working. I also I hate that she feels the pressure to be on her TikTok constantly posting her exercising, but whatever, that's a tangent. But so I saw the discourse around it and I was just like ignoring it because I thought it was gonna be that. But then I finally saw they were like, Lizzo use a slur. And I you know, a black woman using a slur. I'm like, what did she say? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's where, like, I, like, I had gotten into, like, I did the research on the spaz, is the word, right? Yeah. Which, um, I'm of two minds, right? Like, I get very frustrated about the other side where people keep saying, being like, well, it's no big deal, and people are too yeah. sensitive. Like, you know, it's just, like, we're trying to get better, right? Like, just because you used to be able to say it, or people be like, well, the Black Eyed Peas have, let's get retarded in here. And I'm like, yeah, but that song has also changed. It's a different yeah. time. Like, you don't get to say it. And I feel like people are so pressed to use slurs for no, like. Especially slurs that y'all are not using. Right, nobody was like, saying I literally was like, oh, people, I was like, one, okay, well, good to know. I don't have to worry that. I've been using it because I do not use this word whatsoever. <laughs> wouldn't Ever. even think to use it. Like it's just not in my vocabulary. Ever. Uh, didn't even know that's how it was spelled. Good to know. <laughs> right. Like I feel like there was an era where, like, kind of in hip, like I feel like people would be like, music? yeah, I feel like people would be like, like I'm spazzing on the beat. You know, yeah. is that a thing? That's that sounds. Yeah, like you can hear before. it in music, but it wouldn't be something that someone would say. Right. Yeah, like in regular conversation. So I'm just like, this is so, I was, I was surprised that Beyonce still had it in the song, being that like Lizzo just got in trouble for it. But I mean, I didn't know about the Lizzo thing. You didn't? No. Oh. Well, I'm okay. also, you know, you know me, I'm not on Twitter, so I'm very out of the loop on That's stuff. true. That's true. Um, also, like, since you got like your, 
you got blocks from your Instagram and yeah. your new account. I want to send you stuff and I keep forgetting the name of your new account. It doesn't come up on my thing. Yet, oh. You know? So I have to like remember like what is it to like type it in and sometimes I forget. But yeah. So I thought that was surprising because I'm like, oh, but I'm like, all right, Beyonce got a lot going on. It's 18 songs. Okay. And no, I, like, I, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I really think it was just an oversight by the swiftness of the change. Like, right. I found out about the word when I found when I found out that she changed the song. <laughs> like I like I, before I, I even knew there was an issue, the solution was presented. Right. Like I hadn't even heard the word in the song. I I right now cannot tell you how it was said in the song because I didn't hear yeah. it. Like I, I heard the song, but I didn't like. Yeah, it just wasn't a word. I, that I missed it. Up. Do you know um, how it was said? Like, what was the line? It was something about like I think dancing. Like, All right. like, I don't know. Like, right. All right. It was sure. used as a verb, not a noun. I'll say that. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But I like, well, I just, I need to be out in public so I can listen to that album. Like, I need to, I now have to make gay friends in Texas, which is, I don't know how easy that is. You gotta go be. out, you gotta go out looking, looking, uh, go through Target like Neo did. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, we'll talk about it a little later, but I will say that, like, I feel every time I do see like anybody gay out here, I feel like I come on super strong and scare them <laughs> because it's like there are very little things that make you like even like I can't even trust like just being a black woman out here because they're I, I mean very conservative black women. Yeah. So it's like the only thing that I like. I see a gay man, I'm like, okay, like we'll most likely be politically aligned you know yeah like even my damn family that's out here is very conservative like there was a gay couple like they were um the day that I was touring my daughter's school they were also touring it so like we did the tour together and I feel like I was trying so hard I was and I had to like tell the girl calm down relax you know but I got so excited because I'm like their kids the same age as mine this is gonna be perfect like (laughs) You know, I, they were both like ethnically ambiguous. And I like I couldn't tell what they were, but I'm like, they seem like they got some black in them too. And I was like, <laughs> like yeah, and they did not like me. They were like, all right, girl. I'm like, you guys ever want to do a play date? Like I came so desperate. I, like, <laughs> I was like, I have a really cool playroom that the kids will love. Like, I'm sure your daughter will love it. Like I did give them my number and they never hit me back up. No. <laughs> but yeah definitely need more gay friends so i can enjoy the beyonce album in a gay space in texas do you want to talk about mar-a-lago raid i mean not much talk about except trump, trump getting his house quote-unquote raided supposedly they just executed a search for her because this motherfucker is stealing this is just a wild shit this nigga was stealing shit he stole shit stole documents supposedly is what what is he, people are right. saying those officially yeah. stole some documents he wasn't supposed to have and they had to read it to, to get the documents. What I think was crazy is, first of all, what's the um, Marjorie Taylor Greene? Yeah, defund the FBI. Not, not the back the blue bitch talking about defund the <laughs> FBI. Well, okay, first of all, I hate her to like the deepest depths just because I'm like, Every time I see her, it pisses me off that we wasted so much time in school learning about Darwinism when 
a bitch like that could be a whole ass like center. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Clearly, Darwin didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> like, she should have been wiped out. Yo, when she somebody said that about, dumb. When she said the thing about trans people being the call trans, oh, trans the tampon being shortage. The, of the tampon shortage. Yes, the math literally was not mathing. Literally, yes, Marjorie Taylor Green. <laughs> And I don't know why every time I need to say Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, her full name, said that sh she blamed trans people for the tampon shortage we had a couple months ago. Make it make sense. Like, they're not more vaginas, right? Like, because people are trans, like, they have not created more menstruating people. Like, unfortunately, we just haven't gotten there with science yet that like yeah. we're creating menstrual cycles for people who were not born <laughs> assigned people who weren't assigned female at birth so it's either menstrual cycles it's either she don't know math or she thinks we we much further along oh for sure <laughs> i was like Bro, what type of science does this mean? like what does she think is going on <laughs> Bro, like she thinks they are creating functional uteruses out there. Like, girl, <laughs> are you okay? Like, we we don't even have a a birth control method that isn't awful. Like, nobody has come out with like you know. I guess like if you get the non hormonal IUD, like it's not even because like your period, like there is no good birth control option, like no non side effects. And I'm like, I don't know how she thinks we skip there, but they've like created uteruses for people <laughs> that are like, fuck, it's just an idiot. Yeah, an idiot. But yeah, um, so it's like I'm loving just all like the right wing crazy people railing against the FBI. As if Trump picked that guy. He picked the chief. Clown. 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 But they're gonna use this as some like rallying. I I can't. I can't. Oh, for sure. Oh, can't. I'm like what I'm irritated about is like again. I keep saying this. Like if Trump isn't going to jail, I don't want to hear nothing else about what he did January sixth. Yeah, I will say this is the closest thing we've seen to like the kind of consequences. Right, but my it, it feels like a win, but it's not a win yet. No, to me, I think that this is a great thing that happened for Trump because I'm sure that they are fundraising hard as hell right now. Yeah, you know, like I'm sure the fundraising is, you know, like Bobby and like dumbass Bobby who's like a super Trump giving Trump right now his last ten dollars. Yeah, for sure. They trying to get Trump, but yeah, like you I know, someone tweeted, if, if they can do this to the former president of the United States, they can do it to you. Like, girl, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, well, first off, they can they can you know execute a warrant to anybody. <laughs> like, right, okay, girl, you, you didn't know that the FBI had jurisdiction over you till now. <laughs> Wait, girl, if they show up to your house, you gonna tell them no? You like, thought she was gonna do you, that? What did you think was going on, girl? Like, what did you think the FBI was? They said all you had to do, they said this police harassment doesn't exist. All you had to do is tell them no. <laughs> I'll pass. No, you can't search my car. No. I'll pass. <laughs> Idiot. Like, oh God, these people are so stupid. Oh, Speaking of stupid, Infowars. Sweet justice. 
I'm so glad they took that man to court. I'm so glad they got him on record saying he made it up. Like we, this is a, these are the wins we need. Like he made it up. I'm admitting I made it up. I'm going to pay money for this. He is suffering consequences. Yes, yes. Like I will say though, like the whole thing that like what's frustrating for me though is like where do all the Infowar fans go? You know what I mean? Like I feel like there needs to be some type of like initiative to like deprogram these losers that's that's where i'm at with it yeah let me not call them losers let me be fair but like i we still have like masses of people who still like like believe this shit like it's it shouldn't be a crazy because we've seen cults and stuff like this happen but it is like i remember the last one of the first stories i've ever listened to on a podcast and just like having my jaw drop was finding out that people be falling around parents who's lost their kids in gun violence, be telling them that they're actors. Like, that's what oh, they yeah. do. They fall. I'm like, this is fucking madness. That is madness. No, you, you remember the Stoneman Douglas boy whose father died thinking that he was a freaking crisis actor? Was it his father that did or did he die? I'm not sure. I think he, I, but do you remember the story? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. you live with this boy, and you think that your son is a crisis actor. And I know that he kicked his son out because he was like, his son keeps lying about the Stoneman Douglas shooting. That's his son. You know? And, like, these people exist, and it just scares me because I'm like, okay, InfoWars goes, but, like, the Tucker Carlson's of the world and, like, Are still all that, there. they still need that, ba- like, they're just going to the next thing. And I'm like, there needs to be some type of like massive, like, I don't know. Like we need to deprogram these people. They've lost it, you know? And like, they're at this place, like the type of people there are so distrusting of government. So distrust. like, what do we do with them? It's it's really dangerous. Like I'm like society there. We need to all agree on certain things for us to move forward. Like right. humans have been able to evolve and, and become who we are when we cooperate and part of cooperation is like agreement on like just certain conditions that like certain right. things exist right. we are in a world that i think is so dangerous we're just debating things that are like that, that, that shouldn't, shouldn't be debated right like right. like and people think they're doing and this is my problem and what i hate about like our political system and how like some people think they're so smart in being like i'm gonna show the middle road I feel like everyone's divided. There's everyone is wrong. The middle is the yep. right. And then you end up sitting around discussing things and, and providing a platform for things that are not up for discussion. For right. example, it is not up for discussion whether or not Black people arrived here in the Americas via slave ship. Right. There is. Do not create a TikTok live and ask people to come and debate it. You are not, oh, I'm being bipartisan. No, you are being dangerous because you are allowing people to think that there is another way to see history that is not true. Right. I think and this is, I don't think that we are mad enough at Kellyanne Conway for that alternative fact shit. Yes. I truly think that that was like the end of this country is now every, we cannot agree on a baseline. You know what I hate? We, we, we made kids read 1984 
Yeah. The only problem with it is that in 1984, the people spinning the truth is government. So you end up walking away, be scared of government propaganda. Right. And right now, what we have a lot of is corporate propaganda. Right, it's right, it's right. far right, but it's like, it's, it's, it's the Fox News is of the world who are, right. who are making money and they are spewing, for, they, they, it, it's just 1984 and capitalizing on the fear. And it's perfect because that fear is like, okay, now the Democrats are in power. So you can be like, everything's the government. It's all a conspiracy. Everything yeah. is like, you know, nothing works government. You shouldn't try it. It doesn't work. The, the way we had accepted in our generation too, like more white people would say this a lot. The, um, why does everything have to be so political? Yeah. Instead, like yeah. everything is political. Politi right, 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 Everything right. is political. The bed you sleep on and where it came from, that is political. What you eat for the breakfast, that is political. The quality of the air, the air breathe, is political. Live, yeah. The amount of trees you see outside is political. Everything around you is political, sweetheart. Period. Everything Period. is. My government teacher in high school told me, you either are going to participate in government or government is going to happen to you, but sweetheart, it is going to keep going. And that's it. Like for me, I think a lot of like, so um, Io and I were watching the the Victoria's Secret documentary on Hulu. I haven't checked it out Have yet, you but seen it? it's good. Actually like your friend Brittany was the one that um, yeah. told me to watch it. So we're watching it and I realized that I'm like, something clicks for me, I'm like, I think Jeff Epstein's arrest broke America. Hmm. I feel like the level, like something happening to, and then him being whatever happened where he ends yeah. up dead in the prison cell was like a level of like conspiracy that was just too much. Like everything you could imagine in terms of like cra craziness, you know, to be like this guy who's with Trump. Well, people don't want to acknowledge that the QAnon people, but he's with Trump. He's with Bill Clinton, ties to Andrew. Um, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and then he supposedly commits suicide in jail. And like, it is the first time I think that people who I have never, ever, ever seen ascribe to any conspiracy were like, it's, everyone was like, oh, that he did not kill himself. You know what I mean? It's a good, it's a good nexus of a conspiracy theory. Like, because all the dots kind of connect. And I can see why this can be something that can get people who are on the left and the right interested. Is everyone, this is very like nonpartisan. People do not like rich people. They don't like, right. they don't like them. They don't trust them. Like they feel like get away with everything. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. But the problem is, so like, that's a base level. But the, the thing with Jeffrey Epstein is he was very in tune and in touch with a lot of very liberal people. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. that you combine those things together. Then you could, then you take a, a liberal base, for example, black people who already, you know, we're liberal and like Democrats, we don't really trust them already. It right. just makes the perfect nexus of a like, distrust where it's like see everything's tight they're all rapists and then no, from and, there and I, I, there, there is to me like i really do believe like again this is just a theory that i was like you know high with my husband watching a documentary and i was coming up with shit i do believe there is no QAnon without jeffrey epstein's arrest do you know mm -hmm. what i mean like it was the perfect being like look at all these people covering up child you know what i mean and like the way that like the right so like latched on to human trafficking as an issue as, as if they actually care 
right which is ridiculous human trafficking and pedophilia right like it's the way in which right after epstein's arrest that it's like the wayfair of it all and and at the same time on the black women's i started to see a lot more of like posts from black women about getting kidnapped and like watch out they out here kidnapping a bunch of us um, and I'm not here to say whether it happened or not, but it did come at a time where like that movement, then it became the um, the hotepism got combined. Yeah, and they, they, like, they, what they wanted to do was remember, like they juxtaposed COVID to human trafficking. I remember the beginning of the pandemic, there was a lot of this, like everyone's talking about COVID, but nobody's talking about human trafficking. And I'm like, yeah. what's the connection? Like, what? Yeah. There was a lot of that in the beginning. And then that was the time that I started to see a lot of it being like Black women, as, but being like, somebody followed me home today, yeah. you know? And like, and I'm not saying that human trafficking is not an issue. Yeah. Right? I mean, but also like people aren't really talking about like the biggest form of human trafficking is fucking wage labor. Like free, like where people bring yeah. people over and like have them like work as nannies or like, you know, and yeah. aren't paying them enough. Like that's like the biggest, like the biggest form of human trafficking. But everyone it's not, th- thinks it's not sex work. immediately think sex work. It's not sex work. Because again, you don't even care about the topic you're talk- they're talking about. <laughs> right. You're just like spewing out things. Like it's crazy how you could care about something they're not, but not do any research on it. Right. Like Because like for me, if you had told me sex trafficking is, I mean, human trafficking is a big issue. The first thing I'm doing is to go, go to Google. Right. Okay, well, let me find out this. But people don't. And I think that is just so crazy. It's also like <laughs> now if you go to Google, you type in human trafficking, you're getting so much QAnon bullshit. True. Right. It's become like there were people that like I think that the Wayfair scandal. So if you aren't aware, it's time to 2020 when people were saying that if you ordered certain products from Wayfair, that there was going to be a human inside. A child. A child. But they said women too. I think I I, I feel like people are like, you know, equal opportunity, like women and children were being trafficked through Wayfair. And then the next, like in the midst of all of that, the Wayfair CEO stepped down. Yeah. Which then gave credence to what you and I thinking people know that Wayfair is not shipping you no little girl with a I chest. mean, if, if you're wondering, if you're listening and you are wondering, I just want you, there's absolutely no way they would fucking suffocate. <laughs> you think it's they just would just not possible. In a box? Like, it's like biologically, it is impossible. <laughs> but in the midst of that, the Wayfair CEO stepping down did give credence to that for a lot of people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And remember that also was during the time that it's like, we had a wave 2020 in the beginning of COVID when a lot of CEOs were stepping down. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Like, yeah. so I feel like it was just like the perfect storm that like it broke America. And I also say after watching the QAnon documentary, you see how like there is a push from groups like different into like groups for the going more right wing, but a lot of it is also organic. And that's kind of the scary okay, part. Yeah. Like sometimes they don't even have to create the, people will go, right. like QAnon. I didn't even find out until watching the document that QAnon is literally just like Q posts something and it's like 18 people d- 
decipher what they think that post means. Yeah, and yeah. that is cute. And they sit around and discuss what does this watch mean. Right. What I was not mean? aware. I was not aware that like she posts things like blind items. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like until the documentary, I didn't realize that it was like rooted in like people deciphering coded messages. And I'm like, oh child, like y'all are really nuts. And then they're scary about it because now that Q is gone, yep. people are just taking it and making their own branding. And I'm saying the scariest part about this right wing is they found a way to utilize. The thing that they hated when we did is to utilize their tool, the media. Uh -huh. And yep. tools like the internet in a way that helped them because for the longest it was definitely working against them mm -hmm. right like people were on twitter getting more liberal people on social media getting more liberal now they're like well, we'll find a way to get you into 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 our shit it's to, to a point right. where i believe they're in many ways better than liberals at that right it's also creep and they do a really really good job right of creating an issue and then or saying there's an issue and then be like the media is not talking about it right yeah. and of course they're not talking about it because it's an issue that you created because it's not a real issue right, right. Like, so like of course seen these. but then those people are like yeah nobody's talking about the drag queens that are showing up in schools trying to convince kids to be gay and you're like yeah nobody's talking about it because it's not a thing that happens and it doesn't mean that just because it didn't happen in one place it's not a thing right like if you need an example of this, it was it was trans people in bathrooms. Remember how that was like 2014? Boy, that was everywhere. Everyone was talking about it. Yeah. Everyone was talking about it. Everyone was talking about it. And then it just disappeared. Yeah. It was never a thing. Ever. Trans people have been using bathrooms. Exactly. It was it was never a thing. Right. And they create an issue and then the the right creates a fake culture issue. And then the left gets distracted and having to be like, that's stupid and silly and explaining how it's dumb. And it's like, you've won. Because now and, and we're exactly. wasting time having these conversations about whether or not get drag queens should be reading to children in libraries, which is a non-issue. Because if you don't want drag queens reading to your child at the library, then don't, don't take them to the library. It is a non-issue. Also, as someone who frequents the library with their child like i look at the events calendar we go to all the little kids events and we be the only ones there a lot of times people don't even go to the library so what are we talking about here yeah y'all don't read <laughs> clearly clearly why are you pretending you care what's happening in the library you don't have a library card <laughs> true story <laughs> It's so silly. It is so silly. And then you have Democrats engaging in these conversations. I'm like, can you just focus? The, the trying to play both sides, trying to hear both sides is dangerous at times because you can end up going down a rabbit hole right. of stuff that is not a I'm not about to debate you whether or not politicians are lizard people. I'm not giving you a platform to debate me on this. Since it's just a no. It's right. just, I'm not debating fiction. Like, I think all the time about, remember when I got my hair done? Like, I went to that hood spot in, in Maryland. <laughs> and that girl was like, I just ain't like, I just ain't like uh, Hillary Clinton because 
what she was doing with them children. And I was like, what was Hillary doing with them children? She was like, you know how like they was molesting them and stuff and then wearing their skin? What? <laughs> like, it was like my eyes literally popped out of my skull. Like that was said to me in real life. Like she did not vote for Hillary because she believed that Hillary was molesting children and then where like all right molesting children but you thought she was then wearing their skin right like there are things that you are like that's too ridiculous nobody believes it yeah clearly like common sense is not very common period so i was like what was she wearing their skin for and she was like you know them rituals that the rich people do so that they can get more richer and powerful okay girl <laughs> exhausting mm. like we're dealing with full-on idiots but before we like get off the topic of alex jones like we went off on a tangent can we talk about did you see why was he sending roger stone nudes of his wife did you see that of roger stone's wife or his no wife? he was sending his wife's nudes to roger stone no i have no idea okay but you okay so you're aware that they his lawyers accidentally sent all his text messages to opposing counsel you haven't heard that oh. yes which is like and this is what i'm like did they set him up because i can't believe that you could be that incompetent right because but the incompetence of the right is hilarious they but even swear, your lawyers like that's crazy they're constantly like the, everything wrong with this country is the democrats and we are we gonna take care of it and then just be incompetent like so incompetent yeah so now they have all this guy's text messages <laughs> and i was listening to um the state's lawyer mm -hmm. it's a federal case well it, he has a bunch because it's like all the sandy hook parents are suing him yeah. correct well, not all, but a bunch of them. So this last one, like the lawyer for the other side was talking about how he was just like, yeah, like um, we were going through the text and we did see a nude from Alice Jones to Roger Stone. And we're not able to, he's like, from what I saw, I'm not able to determine, like discern consent. It didn't sound like my wife said, you should send, I should send you this picture. And that is illegal in that state. Oh, wow. That is another issue. But like, everyone's like, well, like I can why was he sending his wife's nude to Roger Stone? Like, Roger Stone, I mean, Roger Stone doesn't give you, like, um, he's one of the girls. I have no idea what Roger Stone is. Okay, Google I Roger know Stone. Barry, Barry Kiki Palmer is the moment. I have no idea who that is. His name sounds <laughs> sorry, familiar. But sorry no to that man. He's like sorry super big in the Republican Party. Like, oh, you know, okay. I've seen him before. And like he to me has always given because like everyone was like, oh, obviously, like, you know, he was trying to get him to fuck his wife, or they're trying to have a threesome. I always say, and I was like, no, that can't. like to me, Roger Stone gives closeted. <laughs> Especially like he's evil. So I'm like, you know, like being yeah. very much the Lindsey Graham of it all. Yeah. But so then my husband, so. my husband, I was saying it to him earlier today, he was just like, no, Roger Stone looks like he fucks any and everything. <laughs> And I'm like, that might be what I'm picking up on. <laughs> that could be it. 
He definitely on the Epstein flight logs. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I was like, that was just so weird. I'm like, whatever. Okay, said like, send your wife's nudes. Alex Jones is just such a weird dude. But you know, he just yeah, like I hate them, but I'm like, he just you know his opportunity makes money. But I, it. did and you know like, at the peak he was making eight hundred thousand dollars a day? What'd you say? At the peak, Infowars was making eight hundred thousand dollars a yeah. day. Yeah. A day. Yeah. And this is what I'm saying, like that is a massive audience. Like, like, what are we doing with those people? Hey, audience. What are we doing with those people? Yeah. Right. Like, they just transitioned to a new platform. Yeah. That's scary, right? Like, these are the people who then like arm themselves and go shoot up places. This is what I say. Like, when I'm like, I feel like we, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go doomsday and say America got the end, but we do it. We doing a little. It's a little tremor. We going through a little tremor. Right. And I don't feel like it's done. I don't feel like January 6th is going to be the end of it. Nope. Um, I think they're going to do it better. I think they're going to find ways to steal elections. I think that they are very energized by it. And and I'm going to be honest, I feel like sometimes Democrats are not taking it seriously enough. That part. Because sometimes we're still talking about strategy of this and this and that and the third. And like you, y'all need right now to be passing things to ensure that there are certain voting rights or y'all are, y'all gonna line yourself up to never win an election. Like I'm so nervous and I'm really, really, really watching this Texas election. Yeah. Because coming into 2020, right? Like that election, Beto's chances were great, Yeah. right? Texas was pretty solidly purple. Yeah, he did really good. And I think that, like, you know what I mean? Like, Biden did, did surprise it. Like, this, like, Texas was solidly purple, you know? Yeah. You have people like me and my family moving in. Like, you know, like, I get really worried because I'm like, I don't see, first of all, I don't see Beto campaigning enough. Um, I also, like, on the ground, like, when people and this is the thing is like we all live in like these like echo chambers of like when yeah. i'm on social media there's excitement around beto like you know yeah. when i'm in the streets out here you know people hate beto for that like it'd be like i'm coming after your guns mm. after the uvalde shooting yeah and you're like Ugh, but Sorry, I got off on a tangent. What was the point I was trying to make? Uh, elections, like, try, whatever. Try to see the, like, I don't feel like Democrats are doing enough in Texas, like, mm-hmm. right now. Like, you should be putting a lot of money into the state right now. Yeah. Like With the changing demographics, with everything. I just, I don't- Especially I'm with, like, abortion is, we have a near total abortion ban right now in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like Democrats are doing enough with that. Right, like I that Texas is a big ass state, and you can't get an abortion here. Yeah. You know, like what are you guys doing? 
I just feel like they should be putting so much more money and effort and energy into Texas right now, and I don't see it. People just aren't mad enough, and I don't know what happened. We talked about it. We're like, oh, this Roe v. Wade, like, this is fuck, and then it just, like, It died. just kind of, like, yeah. Like, I know Kansas happened, and then that was kind of, like, People are like, ooh, hope, like, voting matters, but I'm like, okay, but, like, Kansas, they were able to put that on the ballot, like, it's not Texas. It's not. It was there the put in ballot because it was in it, it was in their constitution, right? And so like I like the conservatives had odds stacked against them. In that also, way. people are so unaware. Like I have this conversation fairly often, just because like you know, Capsi is getting older, so every day people are asking me when I'm gonna have another baby. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm the type of person like I don't know how to make small talk. Like I, I hit you with it. I'm like, uh, we gotta figure out what the laws, what's going on with Roe v. Wade first, you know? So I get yeah. into this conversation fairly often. Every time, so I make a point of it every single time someone asks me when I'm gonna have another baby to talk mm-hmm. about the Roe v. Wade part. Because every single time people are surprised that that matters. And I'm like, at the end of the day, who that hurts is people who act it hurts more of people who are actively want to have a baby. Yeah. That it does, people are looking for an abortion, right? Because if you're looking for an abortion, you find out you're pregnant, take a pregnancy test, CVS, like you can go out of state, right? And like get an abortion if that's what you, which is already, I'm not acting like that is not a, a huge barrier. Obviously like not, you know, traveling is money. Like, you know, any, any barrier to abortion is not okay. Like, you know, yeah. abortion on demand, I believe, like, what for whatever reason, you know, just because you want one. But it's scary when you're like, okay, if you're a high-risk pregnancy, right, I'm a Black woman, um, in my 30s, I had high blood pressure after this last baby, you know, and I am, like, the specific demographic and who is at most at risk, because mm-hmm. of the Roe v. Wade thing, right? Because if it is like a, a pregnancy that might not even be viable, right? But threatens my life even, I'll just die, right? Because doctors now like, Abby, it's a $100,000 fine and you lose your license, like and you could go to jail. I, and and to be clear, it, two things. One, I wanna emphasize, I was listening listen to a daily episode talking about this, um, even, even if the laws aren't clear, right, whether or not you can do it. Like people are saying, well, we're gonna allow in this state, um, in these conditions, we're gonna allow if it's before this. Yes, some doctors will decide to play in that area. Some doctors will just decide they don't do it. Yeah. Period. They don't do a period. And, even, and if the the law, even if the law allows them to do it. No. Right. They're just and like, I'm not doing it. I don't want to risk, risk it. I don't want to and risk you won't it. know, right? Like, yeah. and this is what I was trying to explain. Like, I was having this conversation with my cousin who was like, oh, like a religious, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And we're having this conversation, and she was just like, I was talking about like um, I had posted something about endoscopic pregnancies and like, you know, that um where the lawyer, like the doctor was on the phone with the lawyers, like trying to figure out. Yeah. And I do, you know what I mean? Can't what can I like? Am I gonna go to jail? right yeah and nobody's going to jail for me right like my doctor's not gonna go to jail for me for one but it's also like this idea that like you don't realize that like first of all pregnancy is so dangerous i i I don't feel like that is talked enough about it is 
like you are risking your life every time you have a child you know like i'm at the place where i really want to have another baby for my daughter my husband was like he's traumatized from my birth right like i had a very very traumatic birth situation so i understand like how fast things can go like yeah you know like first i had a reaction to the epidural and passed out and then it was like trying to like revive me and then like so things can happen so fast when people are like if your doctor is waiting on a call your life could be gone you know well, i'll i'll tell you what i it was a thread on twitter which is a, about this woman is much older but she said uh her, her she was old enough to know that at one point in time her mom was going to have another child and at that point she had already had two two children her and her sister and the pregnancy something went wrong and the doctor essentially at some point a dad had to go to this panel of men and was like damn near crying in tears begging them to let them him perform the abortion yeah because he doesn't he's like of course I want my other child to live but at the end they I have two children they need their mom right you got to get rid of this one unfortunately that's just the case we have to do rather than risking her die and then I'm gonna have to raise two kids by myself one I'm also gonna lose my wife and they're gonna lose their mother and I gotta like now I gotta make a whole financial decision I gotta take care of two children right because you decided that we we you said you can't get rid of the third one, so we'll take both of you out. And you think that's healthy for families? It is so incredibly frustrating because it's like, and then on top of it, that pregnancy, that baby still may not be viable. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like it is scary because it's like, so I want to have another baby, but I'm like, all right, like, let me try to get my blood pressure down. And it's been a whole thing. And again, every time someone asks me like, oh, you look like you lost weight. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to get my blood pressure down. So like, I very much make a point because I'm like, we have to be having these conversations because yeah. we're on social media. We're seeing these threads. People don't understand it. And when I say like, one thing that has shocked me li- living in Texas is bro, church culture. Yeah. These churches are like university campuses out here. Mm-hmm. massive you know yeah, and right. i think the biggest like issue we have on the like left is that like the only like organized like what you can say quote unquote like indoctrinates people into liberalism is like what a university yeah and everyone you know? can go to that everyone can go and like once you you're done you're done right yeah. but the right they have church and every week People sit down in those pews and they're indoctrinated, right? Their pastors are telling them like, you know, the media wants to scare you with the Roe v. Wade, but abortion is murder. Like, and they're able to like get people every week indoctrinated, mm-hmm. you know? The reason why they're right, like they fight tooth and nail for those religious exemptions. Yeah. For taxes, because they want, you know what I mean? Like that is church. Yeah. This is what you get. You you do our bidding, you sit here, you preach whatever we you need to t- preach. Like, so your congregation votes the way that we want them to vote. Yeah. And on the right, we just don't have that, right? Like there isn't something where people like sit every week and it's like, we don't realize like these people like 
the way that they revere their pastors. Yeah. Like, my mom has a friend who it is a fight all the time because she literally, she gives 20% of her income every year for the last five years to Joe Osteen. She thinks that he is like a god among gods. Like he is the greatest. 20% of her income right now, like she's older. It's getting to the end, you know, of her working career. You're still giving 20% of your income to Joel Osteen for what? Like people go up for church here. Right. What do you say? So what's this about Neo? Oh, let's talk Neo. Okay, let's get into a messy um you saw Neo's baby mama said please stop sending her pictures and videos telling her Neo is cheating she's aware and she's done she's leaving him now she says she just found out that for eight years he has been not using protection and has been like sleeping with prostitutes (gasps) unprotected and then they ju- she just filed for divorce and out of the divorce filing, we're finding out he has a baby out of wedlock. And that was really the final straw. But I don't know if you know, Neo, they, they had a vow renewal this year. Yeah. Just the freaking mess. And it's- and it's also like, okay, so Neo's like, you know, Neo's first wife, Monietta? Yeah, the one, is that the one who tied her to, burnt her to? Yes, yeah. Because Neo said that they were done expanding their family. So he had her tie her tubes only to be like, oh, actually, I'm not done. And then moved on with this mistress that he now married. And now they're getting a divorce. And it's, do you believe, are you someone who believes in like you, you, Lose them how you get them. Oh yeah, I do believe. I don't believe that as, as in like a spiritual thing. I just think like if someone did something to someone else, they're probably gonna do it to you. <laughs> yeah, no, I very much am like. And this is the thing is like I've been thinking like when people don't, I'm like, oh, you think you're special? Is that what you it think is? you're special? Because it's like, uh, you you gotta read the Yelp reviews. Like if if the steak if the steak was overcooked in everyone's Yelp I promise they're gonna overcook yours too. Like, stop thinking you're special. <laughs> like, that's it. I, I think that it is like a level of arrogance that I find embarrassing when I see people entering those situations. Like, no, because I'm like, oh, so you think they're special, loser. And I, it's like, I can't really cry for his wife now because I'm like, all right, dummy, like, get him out, you lose them. I mean, you know, hopefully you get something. <laughs> Walk with something. Neo is such a loser. All right, we're let's talk about the inflation climate change bill. We'll save the other one for last. Okay. So listen, 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 listen. I I this is the problem I will say is making me start to miss Twitter. And I hate to say this and I hate to admit this all out loud. I, I really do. I really don't be understanding the discourse. I don't know where the I don't know where the pulse of, of the the right the, the, the left is anymore. I don't know where they're at with things. So I like the okay. inflation bill I found out through the daily and I'm like, I wonder how the girls on Twitter are talking about it. I haven't even gotten to look. Uh, I will say from what I see, I don't feel like the girls are really talking about it. Yeah, I and, feel like it's big. It's just not, 
as big as we like it to be. And that's what I was going to say. It's also like only like, I only found out through the daily that it's like historical and matters. Like I did it, like I'm online. I don't see people talking about it. And that's like, where were we doing? But that is a criticism I have felt through like the Biden administration. I just do not feel like they know what's doing. Do a good job of like- They're not promoting their stuff at all. Like they're just- And 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 I agree because I will say- you, I 100% agree. I, and I've said this before, is that like, I would constantly be like, what are they working on? What are they yeah. working on? And I was like, Biden was the first president where that was the case. Like, yeah. Obama did a great job. I always knew what Obama was working on. It was very like, I, I listened to his book and I like, every incident they were talking about, I remembered it. Like, I was like, right, oh, I remember yeah. that. I remember that. I remember that. I remember yeah. that. I wasn't even particularly like, I was in college, so I still like work, but I was only like kind of involved. In right, right, right. But you, it but was part of doing. the conversation, right? I have I no idea what Biden is Where I was like, the ever. most, where I was the most disappointed in Biden is when they had the bill up for um, the childcare. Yeah. Right? Like, this is something that, like, I remember, like, The Daily did an episode about it, and it was the day that, like, The Daily's episode was like, oh, this did not pass, you know? And that's my first time hearing about it. And it was like, so basically the bill was to make um, child care for any age would be, like, public school, right? But Mm -hmm. where no no family would have to pay more than, I think it was 8% Mm. of their income for child care and the national average right now is like most families well then at the time now it's probably higher because of inflation but at the time was t- most families are paying 20 percent of their income mm-hmm. for child care mm-hmm. which again until i had a child i didn't know how expensive the child care shit was and how big of an issue it was but so the biden administration they had the, a bill proposing that it was going to cap it on that end where you can only pay up to 8% of your, um, but most families it would be free for. Mm-hmm. And then on the other, it was twofold, right? On the other end, childcare workers would be paid comparable to their education as public school, right? Mm-hmm. So, because currently we have so many people who study like public um, early childhood development and all these things, and you're not gonna go work at a daycare. Yeah. To make ten dollars an hour or twelve dollars an hour, you're not gonna go do that when you have a master's in this, right? Yeah. But this bill would have made it where where public all school, you know, where it's gonna yeah. be like a public school where they're getting and the quality of care your child is getting is very different from if those people are able to make like real money, yeah, a salary position. Obviously, Republicans didn't go for it. It failed. And I'm like, this, it's crazy to me that that is something that, like, child is a big deal. You know what I mean? Like, people it's, would be so happy to have their child care subsidized. Like, you should have had it where, like, Republicans should have had to explain to their constituencies, like, hey, I voted against your interests here. You I feel like, I the- agree. I feel like a lot of it is, I feel like their way of thinking is, oh, well, we're not going to win this pass this bill so we're just gonna pull it out to show that we did it but then they don't have any follow-up to continuously show people that you did it but i think a lot of the problem is it's it feels like the house is spitballing things all the time Mm. and then they get to the senate and it like dies right right and i don't feel like biden is enough latching on to what the house is trying to do 
Right. It doesn't seem like there's a connect where like, he's like, they are, it should feel like they are pushing for this thing because I'm pushing for these things. And we're going to try to get in the Senate. And it failed. Oh, it failed because of Joe Manchin. It was a whole nother problem. I don't feel he wants to call out Joe Manchin, which I don't know if I necessarily agree is a good decision, but he did get this climate change bill passed. So yeah. maybe it was a good deal. But No, because I think like from what I've heard, it's like they had to really like sanitize it down for him still. like They for did to- for him and Semina, but it's cinema yes they did but it is still a lot like i i I do try as a progressive because one thing i do say the social media girls love to do is they love to yeah it's great but they love a caveat and i'm like you know sometimes we do need to stop and like celebrate we made progress towards something that is you don't always get a hundred percent but like especially on the democrat side we're typically really bad at this Right. We're like, I listened to what was in it and I'm like, you know, we did make some concessions, but we did get a lot of really good things. Like, I think the seven, what, 7,500 for, uh, I don't know what the qualifications of it is, but if you get an electric car, you can get a $7,500 rebate now. That's pretty good. No, know? yeah, for sure. Um, the extra, I, so that's pretty good. Um, closing up some of the tax loopholes, trying to strengthen the IRS a bit. And, I'm like, okay. and- prescription drug thing the prescription even though it's just for medicare i'm like but the thing is no it's big because i'm saying like like, it's also like being like because of inflation and this is like a thing that i'm like nobody was really talking about like and maybe it's because it's specific to like my parents have health issues they are retired right they're on a fixed income right inflation is kicking their ass yeah. Right. Like when you're on a fixed income, like they're, they're not making any more money. And like she, every month things are shooting up 10 percent in price. Yeah. And they're old and their prescriptions. And I've seen it because it's like my mom just had cancer. My mom now, like the type of cancer she has, she has to be on chemo for the rest of her life. And I've watched her prescription climb up to $160 a month, you know, for one yeah. pill, like for one of her medications. My dad takes a, like, I've watched it and people are talking. I'm like, oh no, like this is a real issue. Like the, the amount that people on Medicare, like the amounts that they're having to pay is and the And the way crazy. Democrats should be shoving it down their throats that Republicans voted against that. Republicans, yeah. because that's a very good demographic to make sure you're taking care of is older people. They vote the yeah. most consistent. And you can right. be like, hey, we, we decreased it by this much. They allowed Medicare now can negotiate on all drugs now. Right. They can negotiate, they can negotiate on drugs. That will lower the price of drugs prescription because that is something <clears throat> Bernie Sanders brought into the yeah. uh, political right. uh, field. But yeah, and then I'm like, okay, and then you know what eventually is gonna happen? People are gonna say, hmm, look how much money they save with Medicare on that. Because let's be clear, while it provides access to more people being having access yeah. to drugs it also reduces cost which was what right. progressive has been saying for the longest it reduces the cost you can now negotiate much lower costs which means individuals end up paying less and then hopefully if they do it well but i don't know with democrats that becomes a medicaid discussion right why can't we just do this medicaid why can't we just save money there right right it also like it alleviates like these doctors taking advantage of like you know yeah. bro medicaid and medicare fraud is like rampant big time you know what i mean like prices can't go up anymore higher than inflation right. like this is so good like when i i cannot tell explain to you like it has been the 
the medication issue. And it's like, I, I was never seeing the conversation happening that that was something when this passed that I was like relieved. Uh, Oh, they've done something right. Like this is something that I was like, actually impacts my parent because the cost of their prescriptions has become like, you know, it is a cost that me and my brother have to take on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like even when it's like, you know, my parents want to, but it's like, they have made all the money that they're going to make in their life. Right. And I don't feel like we do enough talking about like the way that we treat old people in this country because we're all going to get old. I think we need to do a better job in in connecting it to your old self now, like to now. Right. And that's the problem is we see it very distant. We're also very, there's a very Western culture like thing. Uh, Asian cultures do a lot better at it. But like we we don't we don't like to look into the future, <laughs> but we are going to get old. We only I assume we're going to be much better off than we. And you're not. And that's the thing. It's like when you, like, it's just because. And even for like, I will say specifically for like my husband, it has been him seeing my parents mm-hmm. in their retirement has really put it in his head where he had never really considered it, and even his parents who are like they're getting up there. You know, his dad is in his sixties. Yeah. And, you know, the way that they see what is very different than like, I know that like my parents were able to like, their lifestyle has not changed since they've been retired, right? My Mm -hmm. dad has now been retired almost 10 years, Mm -hmm. you know, and their lifestyle hasn't changed. That's not the norm, you know? Yeah. But they were people that like from early on were like, you know, putting away, like my parents did not play about retirement, saving, 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 saving for it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm still now seeing like the way that they're saving and the way that like retirement plans work. They're like, okay, you get, you can live for another 30 years and your account will be giving you 80K a year. And that's how you're going to get it, you know, and you have to live under that and, or like whatever. But if inflation is going up 10% every month, like, yeah. Yeah. And then on top of it, your prescriptions are going wild, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, um, people but don't it has, that. We're all going to get old. It has a lot of it that has some climate change stuff. It needs to have more, but it, it supposedly, by lots of experts, reduces will reduce our consumption by about 40% before the end of the decade, which is something. It's yeah. something. It's something that we can build on to later. It is something... It, Climate change has become something that, like, it's become existential to me. Like, I don't know everyone that's always says existential crisis, but it's starting to feel no. very, like, real. I'm, like, I very feel like, real. Like, when those people, okay, we had people drop dead because it was too hot in Europe. Like, 2,000 people. Tons of fires. I remember like, the first one that, like, peaked to me was when they had that huge flood last year in Germany. It was like yes. a, a, a one in 1,000 year flood. They haven't had it in yeah. a century. It yeah. flooded an entire town. Like it was, I was watching the videos and it was just like, just watcher, just going through. And people were like, we, I've lived here my whole life. My grandmother has lived here. We are four generations. No one has ever seen a flood this bad in this area. And then literally this year, the crazy fucking fires in England, the, the, uh, the, the heat. And then people are talking about the forest fires. They said they don't usually get forest fires like that. Huge forest fires. And it yeah. is every day. I just think about, Every time I hear something about climate, it's something that we didn't think about um, happening. The scariest one I'm gonna, and I'll leave it off on this. There was, um, so Salt Lake City is uh, running out of water. The Salt Lake is running out of water. Oh, I didn't know. Well, oh yeah, I did know that. And I know that that's where California gets the water, right? It's where California gets its water. Yeah. So California yeah. used to get its water from another 
another source. Right. That source dried out. Yeah. So it dried out. And what happened was people not really thinking, and this is the things I was going to the things that we don't consider. So this, this lake dried out. This lake has probably been here for hundreds of years, centuries maybe, you know, dried out. The, but it dried out. Like the soil at the bottom got dr- super dry. Yeah. And then wind started coming. And wind started picking up the dust. And you had these huge dust storms, except it wasn't even that. They found out that at the bottom of the ocean, at the bottom of this lake was just like carcinogens, arsenic. Uh, Yeah. That stuff had dried, wind blew, and it was just in the fucking air. Air, It cost them so much money. They had to like do this huge assessment. They had to like make a concrete like pool to like keep all the damn dust underneath it. It was a disaster. It cost them so much money. And that was something they had not predicted. Had not predicted that that would happen. Had to move all the people around there, move them. Yeah. It was something, and they had not even, like you could not even have put two dots together. And these are scientists who studied it and were just like, had no idea that would happen. And that is the shit about climate change that is things we have no idea how we can contemplate what that would look like. Exactly. We talk about ourselves living. How many species are not going to be able to survive a one or two, two and how does that affect us? Like, and how does that I, affect our, our food? You I've cannot already understand gotten, that. Like, I have so much anxiety around, like, I'm sorry, I can't stop eating meat, okay? Like, it's really yeah. hard. I tried to be vegan. Like, it's just, I can't. But we are getting to the place where I know that the future, the meat is going to be all, like, manufactured BS. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just not sustainable, you know? It's not sustainable. So I have to get to a place where I'm like, I have to just enjoy not eating meat. You know, it's scary. But for me, it's also like what we don't talk enough about is climate refugees, right? Like, you talk a lot about this, right? Yeah, when it's Haiti coming because of earthquakes, we could shut our doors to them and be like, oh. But when it's Florida, when Florida's underwater and they're all like trying to get into, you can't shut your doors on them. Yeah. And I live here in Houston and I, every time like, I'll just say because it's our podcast, so I could be problematic. Every time I meet someone in Houston who's like super, super ratchet, like beyond where I'm at, they're from New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. Like the population is crazy, the, the New Orleans population out here or Louisiana yeah. population, you know? Yeah. And I know that that's something that like um, Houstonian, like proper Houstonians complain a lot about, mm-hmm. right? That's one thing when all of Florida's underwater. And then, like, we're not planning for, like, what's going to happen. Yeah, we're not planning for things. We're not planning for things that we know are going to happen, right? Like, we need to be fixing our electrical grids today, right? Like, making them so they can stand with long heats. Because if it's going to get hotter, we need to make it so that we can live a little longer. Like, Again, like we, are, we are very rich. We are a very rich country. Like, we, the sad part about it, we should be able to survive it the worst of it, but we won't be able to if we're not doing any planning. Capitalism and basic capitalism as well to support people. That's people aren't prioritizing that, right? Like corporations to make money and that's it. Speaking of, let's talk a little bit about the, um, the Taylor Swift, the private jet, like all that backlash. Listen, 
You know, I, I've, I have opinions that a lot of progressives don't like about this, like att attacking the rich thing for this, this, for this one issue. I, I don't know. So what, what is the issue with Taylor Swift? So make sure I'm, I'm on. So I'm on first track. it was Kylie got a lot of flack because first Kylie posted dumb as hell in this economy posted and the like literally the same day that like it was reported that 1900 people died in Europe from yes. the heat. She posted her plane and Travis Scott's plane and the caption was my plane or yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people were like, up in arms about that and then people then looked it up because i didn't even know all this was public record yeah. and they saw that she was literally taking 30 minute jet rides yeah she can be dragged and like but then after kylie got all this heat it came out that taylor swift is actually the worst <laughs> like the worst offender of a bitch like way worse than kylie she's the top and everyone says that's, you know, um, Chris Jenner working hard, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. And then her argument, like what came out of the Taylor Swift camp is that they were like, oh, well, we rent her plane out a lot. We loan it out a lot. And I'm like, that's still not good. That's worse because you're making money off of releasing all these emissions there, yeah. you know, like, come on, girl. I, I I get this and I, I listen, attack them for this. They need to be dragged. But I'm also like, as Americans, we still are not doing our part individually. Right. And we, as a whole, like drag the rich because they're not doing, they're the worst offenders of us. But compared to the rest of the world, we're still pretty fucking bad offenders. I don't know because I want to drag the Kardashians all the time just because I'm like, the fact that like the things that I know that like, me as a person, I feel a little bit guilty about. Like, I remember after my daughter's birthday party, I was like, damn, it's a lot of balloons, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I, I start to get a little, um, a twinge of guilt. And not that it's like so guilty, but I do feel that like, I know I have a daughter and every generation is like more progressive. And yeah. I'm like, if I raise my daughter right, she's going to drag the fuck out of me for the way that I am. <laughs> You know, if you I do a good job, it. right, if I do a good job of raising my daughter, I'm going to be getting dragged for my, I'm a super consumer, I'm wasteful, like, she's going to drag the hell out of me, you know what yeah. I mean? And, like, I do, like, try to, like, I, I'm conscious of the things that I'm doing that I'm like, oh, this is not good, but, yeah. So, you know, when I think about the fact that the Kardashians, like, the amount of just, like, waste like, I think that they are probably responsible for like 10% of the earth's waste. I mean, I will say them specifically, because even though I'm not going to be someone who, like, pop culture doesn't matter, it's wasted. I'm not getting nothing. At least the Taylor Swift, okay, you move it, you're going back and forth because you doing music. <laughs> you're, there's an out right. product to this. Bitch, y'all just flying back and forth to have the paparazzi roll up on you and take pictures. Or it's not even just like that, that part, but I'm also just <laughs> speaking to the fact that it's like, it'll be a random Tuesday and they'll post a picture of their house covered in balloons, covered in flowers, right? Yeah. It is the way that they are just like so ostentatious with their wealth in a yeah. wasteful manner. Like these yeah. things that I'm just like, you're just like, they're whole landfills. Of yeah. just there specifically the shit that comes out of the Kardashian homes. I, I agree. I you know, agree. like just yeah. like stupid waste, like that you don't need. You you, yeah. you do not need this shit. Like you're just showing us grandeur, and I I can't speak to any other celebrity that I see. It doesn't in as, that level. No. As wasteful, right? You know. Yeah, I agree. 
I agree. That's that. That's like they were just like, are y'all are not even trying. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think we... about before we get like just one point is like I think about the fact that guy that set himself the scientist that set himself on fire set himself on fire to bring attention to climate change and I think all I think about him every day since that because I'm just like damn and that nigga did nothing like people do not care they did not care I think people are starting to care now I will say I think Jerron argues with me about this yeah. so I'm like with the climate change I think people are starting to care because there is just no way you're not seeing this and questioning things. No, and I think like, that's people why people are I'm... questioning shit. Like right. I'm I... telling you, I would say I'm from Jacksonville. People think I'm because I'm from Florida. I never had winter. We had winter. It would get cold, yeah. thirty degrees. You you need to wear a jacket. It would be cold in winter. I go home to Jacksonville. There is no cold, no, baby. Yeah. I go home to Jacksonville. It is like eighty six degrees in December. And my mom always like, you know, it don't get cold here anymore. And I'm like, that is crazy. Right. That okay. is absolutely crazy. And I think people just like comments that you know, it's getting hotter. Why is it a hundred degrees? I've never, even this being in DC, I've never seen it get so close to hundred so many days in a row. I'm like, it right. is really fucking hot. Like, why is it so hot? And the humidity is crazy. No, it is, when I wake up in the morning here and I look at my Alexa and it says heat advisory, <laughs> 104. And it has been at least 20 days yeah. of that this summer. Like yeah. it is beyond hot out here. So I, I, you're right. Like people are waking up to it. My issue though, is that people are connecting them. Like it's the wrong dots. Cause it's the same way. Remember when that ad in like Times Square where they were showing us how much time was left? Yeah. And I was pissed. Cause I'm like, don't burden me with that. Yeah. Right. Until the government gets these corporations in line. Don't sit here like, showing me a ticking clock giving me anxiety and, that, and that's what i want more not much i can do right and i think we've got to a place now where like the as individuals we are like realizing like oh no like things are like escalating quickly yeah you know like exactly. it's getting hot and people are just dying you know yeah. like from just heat you know we've never heard of that before like yeah. we're seeing the changes but the issues that like People aren't like, we're not holding corporations accountable. It's not like, this is not a They don't want to go that far. You know right? what I mean? It's not a problem we can hold individually. Like, like, we this, can't like, do anything. We collectively have to do certain things. Right. And it has to be drastic because we didn't start 50 years ago. It has to so, be drastic, yeah. And it's also hard. Like, you, like what are we going to... It just feels very hopeless and scary because I'm just like, oh, we wasted too much time, you know? Yeah. But I'm, I'm, but I'm like, I'm really trying to push people away from... It's easy to feel hopeless and scary, but I'm like, no, but we, we, scarier than you, yeah. you imagine it. No, so we need we need to slow it down. We need to slow it down. Like, yeah, for um, sure. So, yeah, so the climate change. So, but it is like okay, the the plane thing has been public record for so long, and like a good example is that like now people are dragging celebrities for it, and I think that they yeah. they all use COVID as an excuse to get really out of pocket with the the plane the jets. Yeah. Right. Because they're like, oh, you know, you know, it's like COVID. We can't be like on a plane. Like, so I feel like people who used to like at least take a first class flight here and there are now like strictly doing private jets. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so I guess we'll finish off with our last topic of the day. Yeah. Which is very sad. It's and a little like it's it sucks because so when I was younger, and this is why I say, you know, y'all need to learn how to raise your queer parents your queer kids so when I was younger I didn't like sports I never watched sports I was like that's just man shit and I'm just like you know a little sissy and but the one 
athlete I was always very interested in was athletes were Serena and Venus Williams. And I always thought tennis was so cool. I had a little fascination with tennis as a kid, but my parents couldn't afford to take me to lessons, but I always was very yeah. interested in it. And I never picked up the interest. And I remember in college, she did some cornerstone in her career. And I was like, damn, I wish I watched tennis so I could like be here to appreciate how, cause I know she's doing something big. I just don't understand. I don't watch tennis. Right. I have no idea what this is. And then I started like playing tennis, obviously during the pandemic. And unfortunately I've only really get to, gotten to see the end of Serena's career. And it's still nice to watch her play. And I got to see Venus uh, last weekend play as well, but I'm seeing the end okay, of Okay, first of all, my, okay, my friend here became a, Antonio <laughs> became a tennis star over the pandemic. You know, all of us had little hobbies we said we were going to take on <laughs> and we dropped them, you know, y'all stop making your little sourdough bread and whatever, but Antonio stuck to it and he's a little tennis star now. I'm a little so tennis proud. player. <laughs> but, you know, today... Unfortunately, I've only been able to see the end of her career, and I don't think I'm going to be able to see it on the up, because today she announced that she is evolving away from tennis, which is very, like, even that, like, it's, she's done it in the most, like, huge way, Vogue, in Vogue of all mm -hmm. places. Yeah. Retiring. And I think the one thing I, I, I realized coming into tennis was I had the impression not watching this that just, like, she just got hated on so much. Like people couldn't stand Serena Williams. Okay. And don't get me wrong, there is definitely like the things that have happened to them in race that they definitely happened. But overwhelmingly, people love Serena Williams. No, they and I think I think the racism came later in her career. Later in her career. Like for sure. not like not obviously there's racism always like in the beginning, whatever. But there. I feel like the resentment that like, and this is the problem, is that like, you know, when white people are like non-black people have issue or resent black people that you get racist you know like yeah. like they they default to like the bs but yeah like i feel like you like i watched venus williams play Venus we played at 41 mm -hmm. years old at city open mm -hmm. that was the most crowded event everyone was there to watch venus williams play like you know what i mean we knew she was gonna lose She's 40-something right. years old. The girl she played was 10, 10, and no one cared. And everyone cheered yeah. for her. Right. <laughs> like, and that People is are stars. Like, they are stars. My, my dad had me out there playing tennis because of Serena. And my husband talks all the time about how the, the time that he sees my father at more passionate than he's ever seen him is when Serena is playing. He's like, I know, do not bother my father-in-law with Serena's play, even when it is a game that my dad has already watched, it is a repeat, he knows what's happening. Like he's on pins and needles. Serena is his like, yeah, that's his daughter. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, agree. And what she's done for tennis as all the black girls who are after her, Son Stevens, Coco Gaw, who Naomi Osaka are just like, yep, Serena Williams, white girls, like from Estonia, Serena yep. Williams. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, She's done so, this Venus, is, Venus and Serena have done so much for the sport. Um, and they're just such big names. And like, even right. in the end to see them leaving, but, and still like people want to see her play. Like people are excited that she came back to Wimbledon, you know? Yeah. Um, it is sad that she's going. It's also sad the reason that she said, um, and I really liked it. She was like, you know, everyone else announces retirement. They're happy for the next phase. And she was very clear, I'm not happy. I'm not happy about the decision to, to retire from tennis. But the only reason I'm doing it, kind of back to our other topic, is 
Olympia wants a sister. Serena wants to give her a sister. Mm-hmm. And she's just too old to be a pregnant athlete. Yeah. Essentially, that's it. She's not going to be able to bounce back from it. She's aware of it. And she had to make the decision. It was surprising that she said it was a topic that was never discussed in her family or with her husband because it was such a taboo topic, yeah. which I guess makes sense. No, I loved hearing it because, again, like I am in the... I, it was like a very relatable moment for me because I'm in that same space, right? Like yeah. this idea, like I want to give my, like, I want to give my child a sibling, right? If it's yeah. up to me and I know, like, I don't, you know, I don't care to have another kid. I'm very content and very happy with just Kamsi, but because I'm so happy with her and I love her, I don't want to leave her in the world with no one, you know? Yeah. But it is like, it's inspired to see like people talking about it because the way we pretend like, Oh, you know, women, you get your six weeks of maternity leave and then you bounce back. And it's like, I am now literally a a year and seven months postpartum. And I still do not like, I had a C-section. So every time I get up from the bed, it is a struggle still, you know, like the recovery process is different. I, um, yeah, a hundred percent. And I love that she called out in the article, if I was a man, I would mm-hmm. not be retiring at all. She made it and very clear. I if I was that. a man, I, my wife would be at home taking care of my child and I would be out playing, but I am not a man. I'm a woman and I need to be there for my child. And I have not been without my, away from my child for more than 24 hours. Yeah. That, that was, a, that's why she didn't go to the Olympics because she said, I'm not, I've never been, not been by her side. I'm not going to do that for the Olympics. I'm just not going to go. And I, I, Again, another thing that I I just like loved it, like reading it, it made me feel like, because again, I'm someone who, you know, I don't do the going away from Kamsi thing. Like, you know, my my daughter is now 19 months, I believe. And I just, I I have never spent more than, I went to Miami for one of my best friend's dad's funeral. I flew in that day and I flew back in the same day, like, straight to the straight to the church and from the church to the airport like that's the only time I've ever spent away from her maybe a total of 10 hours like I don't do that and I get a lot of shit for it right especially because I am not someone who is not ambitious yeah you know I do have a lot of goals for myself I do have a lot of things for myself but being a mom it it puts you on your ass and decisions have to be made and like I I love her acknowledging the sacrifice and acknowledging that like men and women like to advance your family, like women have to take huge sacrifices. This is the biggest athlete in the fucking world. Yeah. Right. Like what's her husband's name? Um, uh, Alexis. Oh, Alexis there. Uh, Alexis. I'm sure if he could, he'd make every sacrifice. Like he left his yeah. job. He's not doing shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's, he's, yeah. He has free time, right? Like if he could like be there, but the sacrifice it takes on Serena's body, she still is the mom and she has to be the one to step down from her career to do this, like to advance, like to grow her family. Um, yeah, I just, I just always think it's so interesting. I feel like something that's like a core memory of mine was when I used to watch track and field and there was one lady who was a good high jumper, a black woman and she was pregnant during a competition she was like clear to like compete at this conference so she does her high jump she wins and they're like yeah and we're not going to see her for a while because she's going to like you know be pregnant now she's clearly pregnant in the like her yeah. stomach is big but they're like it's safe to a certain extent she can still do her jumps and i'm always was just like 
women are fucking crazy. Right. Like that bitch literally jumped higher than me with a whole being in her stomach. Got down, got back up, and said, all right, y'all, I'm gonna go have my baby. And and then like she came back, had the child, went through the full recovery and came back and was still competing. And I'm like, like Men there was the thing. thing I remember a guy on Twitter had made a big deal. Like, remember who was it? I can't. I, I hate that I don't remember her name. I was sure looked up. Who had the C-section scar? The Olympian. No, I don't remember. But and it was a big deal. And like, some guy was like, "What's the big deal? Like, why is everyone making a big deal? Like, okay, like people have children every day. I'm like, I don't think that people a C-section. And this is the thing: is like, I as someone who had a C-section, like. It's seen as just like, oh, a part of you. Like, you don't realize, like, you know, they are cutting through a million layers of your yeah. skin. Yeah. Like, the what it takes, your core is the center of your body. It is the center of your strength. And now it's been cut open. Like, to be able to, like, overcome that and then be an, an Olympic-level athlete is an insane feat, you know? And this is something that she had the first C-section. She's going to have a, she had the second C-section. She's still planning to have more children, you know? At each time she's like, you know, it does limit. Like eventually I will not be able to do this because you can only get cut open so many times and the recovery is dip. like, yeah. I, so it's like, you know, like giving what it takes for a like a female athlete who is also like a mom yeah. to do, like it is a feat. And I don't feel like we talk enough about how amazing Serena is. Like, yeah. a, amazing. Girl from, a black girl from Compton just changed the landscape of an entire sport. Like, her and her sister, just a fighter. Um, I did get to watch her. She she's still playing right now. She's playing at um. She'll play tomorrow again at the Toronto Open. She won her match. Very good. Um, and even now I'm still as amazed because they have they have her serve in like kilometers per miles per hour, and we yeah. were just here, you know watching yeah. men's tournaments, watching women's tournaments. And I was like, Look, how how fast is this serve? I go, oh, it's, I'm 100, curious. it's 116 mile per hour, sir. Mind you, we are watching professional men not clearing a hundred. The top men, that. the top players are at 140 on I the men's that. side. So 120 is a fast serve for men. And Serena just hit that. I love it. <laughs> She's just so impressive. She's so impressive. And I love when you do hear Alexis talk about her. It's very much like, I cannot believe I married the greatest fucking athlete in the world. You know, like, his, every day, I'm sure he wakes up every day like, Serena Williams, you know, like, it's, he's still not over it. And I love that for her. Yeah. But yeah, so. Man, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, this was fun. Um, I'm glad we got to tell Serena bye on this show. I'm so sad. I'm so mad. Ugh. Anyways, but. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. If you made it this far, we love you. Love you guys. We'll talk bye. to y'all next week. <laughs>